ואלה המשפטים אשר תשימי לפניהם. Those are the laws that you're going to put in front of them. And of course the question is, what is this week, what is this portion all about? If we take it on a simple level, those are the laws they're going to put in front of them, in front of them, is לפניהם. לפניהם mean before them. Before them. The Mekubalim, the, all the Chachamim, all the sages, all the Kabbalists, say, what is, why it says to say before them? What is the before? What is the before? Which before we're talking about? And the idea is very profound. If you look at that, last week we studied Itro. Last week we studied Itro. In Itro, what we study? We study about Kabbalat Torah. We study about the Torah was giving to Am Israel, was giving to the Israelite. What did we study in the Torah? Mostly the relationship between you and God. That's basically last week Pasha. Here it says, Ve'ele ha-mishpatim asher tasim lifne'em, lifne. What is it I want to tell you? There is actually something that come before that. What can become before the Torah? What can become before God? The old parasha discuss what? How to behave with one person to another. So right now we learn something new. There is something more important than your relationship to God. What is it? How you deal with people. It's tough. Because you can become fanatically religious, have a big yamaka, nice long beard, but then the wife or the husband or the friend or the neighbor, uh, it's okay, it's okay. Here the Torah teach you lifnehem. Lifnehem means before you go and become like a great uh, tzaddik, uh, righteous, maybe you should be aware how to behave. It's a very big lesson to my opinion. I don't know if you find it fascinating. For me it was like profound. Because what I want to talk about today was reincarnation because the Zohar talk all about reincarnation. But when I saw that and I saw that uh, wonderful Rabbi, Rabbi Bnayawish Boeli, great man from Jerusalem. Uh, he has a small place in Shuk Machane Yehuda in the market of Machane Yehuda down the street. He has the oldest shul ever been built in that area. Wonderful, wonderful Persian Bukharian rabbi. So he also teach Kabbalah, he teach reincarnation. But he, I love how he addresses it. Lifneem, lifne. You, you, you should think twice how you behave to people. If you want to know a person how they doing, it's not enough just how good they are with God, because sometimes. When you're busy being good to God, you can skip people. And I would like to tell you a story. It really happened. Um, I, I have to give you a story before that. There is a place called the Well of Miriam. Miriam was the sister of Mo, Moshe Rabbeinu Moses. They say that in the desert, wherever she, the people of Israel walk, it was a well followed them. Normally a well stay in one place. And you go to the well to get water. No, in the desert was a special well. A well follow you. Can you imagine the well? Wherever you go, it follow you. That well has power. You drink from it, you cure all disease. All disease. You have problem in the skin, poop, pour the water, gone. The, that well, we don't know where it is after Miriam died. 
The last person to find that well was actually Rabbi Isaac Luria, Ahari Kadosh. Rabbi Isaac Luria. He said that that well is exactly across from Rabbi Mir Balanes in the Sea of Galilee. So whoever go to the Sea of Galilee, touch the Sea of Galilee, or if you are in Israel and you take a shower, you drink water, and the water coming from the Sea of Galilee, you are actually receiving from the well of Miriam. That's, that's how powerful. The story goes like that. There is this rabbi, very well-known rabbi, very famous guy. And is uh, uh, stopped teaching because he started to have a rare disease in his muscles and in his skin. And he couldn't even walk. It was wherever he moved his hand, he started bleeding. So he became angry for being so nice. He, he, sometimes, I don't know if you ever had a pain God forbid you should never have a pain in your body, but sometimes when a person gets sick or something becomes painfully, you're not nice. It's not because you are not a nice person. It's so bad that you don't have it in you to be kind anymore. You lose it. So every Friday, the old days, those of you who have been in Ukraine, they still have it. The way they, they pull the water out, they have like a handle and they pull... They, they, they pull the water out from the well like this with their hand. So they don't have a faucet like us. Still, till today, in an area five hours drive from Kiev, in Mizepush. So they have farmer, they have this and that. And uh, can you imagine, 150 years ago, of course. So Friday is almost there. And before Friday, people want to keep Shabbat, want to cook the food, dinner and everything. So... The rabbi is, is so angry, so pissed, lost all his students. Nobody want to talk to him. He's, he's sad. Nothing worked for him. He can't make a living. Nobody come to ask him questions. He's sick. So where he put his anger at? Wife. I mean, who are you going to bank? I mean, he can't. He lost his students. He lost everybody. No customers. So you, the one person stay with you, your wife. Friday has arrived. I said to his wife, Go bring water. Don't you see I need to take a shower? Don't you see that? It's late. It's up 20 minutes to Shabbat. The poor girl had to walk a little far. And the way they carry the water used to have like a piece of wood and two buckets in the end. So used to carry. And she has no husband or son to help her. She had to do it herself. So she's very tired. It was, it was a lot of snow outside. So it was very difficult to get there. Ice. So when she came back, uh, she she slipped, and uh, and uh, uh, the thing break, and the water fell on the floor, and some of the drops went on the skin of her husband, and he starts screaming at her, screaming at her so bad. What's wrong with you? I need this water for the food. I need it for Shabbat. I need that. And she starts shaking, and she almost died from from the, from the screaming. And um, after Shabbat, he looked at his area where the water was splashing his body, and that area get cute. And looked at his wife, and he started crying, and said, Honey, wh where is the water came from? Same, same place. Same place in the corner. I went there and I came back. That's why I was late. It was nice, same area. And they try, of course, to bring water, but it was no success. No success for this water. It, it was passing by. 
the well of Miriam, that blessing, it's always passing. It can come to your house too, the water, and you wouldn't even know. But because of his anger management, that he couldn't control his anger, because of that, she gets scared. She was afraid of her husband. The water went on the floor for garbage, and he could get cured for all his disease. Why am I starting the lecture with this story? I'm starting the, the lecture with this story is to share with you that sometimes anger that seem not a big deal. You're not angry with God, you're angry with the person, you're angry with your wife, what's a big deal? It is a big deal. Because you don't know what you're losing. You're angry with your husband, you're angry with your children, you're angry with your neighbor. There is a lot of opportunity that God send you, gift, cure, opportunity for business. You, you have to learn to behave with human. And that's why the, the Torah says, before you do the connection to God, look into yourself. And you know how to behave to people who are not nice to you. And you know how to behave to waiters who forget about your dish. You know, you order pizza, you get, I don't know, french fries. You start screaming, where's my pizza? Or, do you believe in God? If you believe in God, there is a mistake that to be... And my friend, I'm sure, listen to me from Miami. His name is Daniel Zinker. He teach me this lesson. It's not mine. So we were in a restaurant. One of the worst, lousy service I've ever been in my life. And I can't believe I'm in a business meeting with him. And we're sitting together. And, uh, and he's more delicate than me, meaning he wants something that has to be perfect. And I'm sitting with him, and he's inviting me. I said, Daniel, what is this? You order the food. Nothing is happening. I start getting annoyed. I said, excuse me, where's the manager? What's going on with the food? I mean, they said, how does your waiters uh, look like? I said, when she left, she was young. I said, I don't know how she looked like. <laughs> I don't know. She was, you know, I don't know where is she. But my own uh, client, my own student, if you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, he said, Leo, let's play a trick here. So what's a trick? So we're going to give her the biggest tip ever. Somebody ever gave her. I said, oh, Danny, we're going to do that. Everything that she did was wrong. Everything. Everything, like she brings soup, she brought fork with her and a spoon. Everything can go wrong. We asked for napkin, she never arrived. Everything can go wrong, go wrong. I said, do you mind get us a pita bread so we can do a blessing over that? She brought us water. So no, no, pita, you know, the bread. And the guy, I'm looking at him. And he's laughing. And I learned that lesson for him. I always give him credit for that. I said, Liao, whatever the bill is, we're giving him a 25% tip. I said, no. You're out of your head. We're doing it. Please, Liao. I said, okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. And it was a lesson. It wasn't about if she deserved it. She didn't deserve it. It was for us. Because we were angry. We were upset. Can I be nice when I'm not in the mood to be nice? That's called lifneem. Lifne before the Torah, before your connection to God, before everything, can you be lifne? Lifne, before, can you do right? Can you do it right? So this is a lesson, my friend. Uh, I will not tell you that I always remember that. I teach it, but it doesn't mean I'm there. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot tell you I'm there. But it's a beautiful lesson, and we all, include myself, can learn something from it. You know? So uh, I want to be there. That's why I'm teaching it. I want to be there too. So I can be when a waiter's come, when something's not working, when somebody cut you off on the road. Lifne, lifne. 
you know, say to yourself, can I be, can I act different when I don't want to act different? Can I act different to my kids? Can I act different to my wife? Can I act different to my husband? It's tough. But God tell you, listen, so the old parasha talk about human to human behavior. It's all parasha. So everybody asks, why is this parasha come after Itro, which is Ten Commandment, God on the mountain? Tell you, after you receive the Torah, wait. You have to learn this. And the Mishnah said, Derech Eretz Kadma La Torah. Uh, Derech Eretz, I always say Derech Eretz, Derech Eretz. Uh, uh, well behave, well manners behave, come before the Torah. How you behave, come before the Torah. And we see today a lot of time, unfortunately people can wear yarmulke, long beards and everything, but include myself and we forget to behave nice. I always tell my kids, please, when we get out of the house, put a hat. And they say, why? I say, I don't want somebody with yarmulke and beer sometimes to do mistakes. They say they're all the same. If we do mistake, you know, you go to see a movie theater, put a hat, please. I said, if they see a guy with yarmulke and my popcorn fell on the floor, and the other guy judge, it's not good that people think that all the people who with yarmulke or study Torah are bad. We all going to do mistake one way or another. You're all going to do mistake. But when it's come to human being, we got to find a way. We got to find a way to do it, to do better job. And I'm sorry I'm going long on that part because I feel it's uh, uh, necessary. Okay? That's one commentary. Second commentary, lift the M, whatever happened to you before. אלה המשפטים אשר תשים לפניהם. תל אב זה זוהר, וניופליק דה זוהר, in the beginning, I'm going to read to you what the Zohar said in Aramik. פתח רבי שמעון ואמר, open רבי שמעון and say, ואלה המשפטים אשר תשים לפניהם. This is the laws that you can put in front of them. תרגום, ואילן דיניה, דיניה, תסדק עד מעון, those are the laws that you can put in front of them. אילן אינון סידורים לגלגולה. Those are the order of reincarnation, the order of your soul, that every person coming here to this world to receive their punishment. Scary, right? Punishment. It didn't say to receive the reward. It will sell better if you say, receive your reward. Everybody come to this world for what? You've been rewarded, so we want to give you a gift. That's why you came back to this world. No. It's a tough start. Which means if you have to sell a product like this, you most probably will go broke. Mm -hmm. If I tell you that the reason you came to this universe, the reason you came to this universe to get punishment, you will tell me, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it's not a good idea to come here to this world. Well, let's put it this way. If we are here in a life, in this world, we've been punished. You want to know why you are here? We've been punished. This world is only for one reason. You come to pay back something that you owe. We think we are here to see a good movie, a good show on Netflix, drink a new water, eat a new salad, come up with a new ice cream flavor that I never tasted before. Every day, when I was young, it was maybe three or four flavors to ice cream. When I came to America, I saw all of a sudden 200 flavors with pretzel, salty, not with salty pretzel, with caramel, with cherry, no, nothing was four, four, it was chocolate, vanilla, I think it was vanilla with cherry and another weird taste that nobody buy. That's what you go. Today, 200 flavor. Keep us busy. Keep our body busy with flavoring. Salad, what salad used to be? 
that lettuce. Boom. Today, you have cucumber, tomato, you have zucchini that fry, and onion a little bit on the side. Now the dressing, <laughs> complicated. You got dressing, I'm telling you, you, you go to Whole food. You're gonna see 200, you have no idea. What is the winner here? I have no idea. It used to be Thousand Island, then go home. You put ketchup and mayonnaise and you win. Now it's a mustard with a thing, with a no sugar, sugar free, no, this, organic. What's happening here? You know, the salad is warm and cold. It's sour and sweet. It's a little bit bitter, but it gives you a little bit twist. In the end, it's crunchy, but it's actually soft. What am I eating here? What's going on? Because we need to be convinced that this world is a rewarding. The Zohar, not the Zohar, Rabbi Shimon himself. The Danu Kol Chad Vechad Lekabel Onsha. You want to know why you are here? You are here to be punished. Not a good product to sell. How do I sell it to you? How do I sell it to you? I'm even afraid to buy that, that first verse. I can't. Whatever I look at it, it's a little negative. Why could Rabbi Shimon can say, hey, listen, this world is mostly rewarding. Here and there you're going to get punished. Here and there. Don't worry about it too much. No. This whole universe, one reason. You're here to be punished. The people you meet, I don't want to make a fight between husband and wife. Sometimes the husband, the wife you marry to... It's your punishment. What are you looking at? You look at your husband, somebody doesn't listen. He give you the headache. Your punishment, what do you want? You're supposed to be punished. They give you the right husband to punish you. What about the, the, the wife or the husband? Sometimes the husband gets angry. That's his punishment. Everybody gets... Uh, sometimes you get it through your partner. You have a wrong partner in business. Punishment. Sometimes the children. God forbid. That's, that's a nightmare. You have children exactly like you. That's your punishment, right? <laughs> it used to be a time when people used to go to the rabbi and ask, I have a problem, rabbi, I don't know what to do with my kids. They, they, they problematic kids. And the rabbi said, you know, I always wonder. Everybody come to complain about their children, that they are misbehave. Nobody ever came to me to complain to me that the children physically look like them. Did you ever see a parent who was upset that the children look like them? Never. Yeah, the, the, I think it looked like the mom or the father. That's what people say. What if you say, your daughter exactly behave like you? Ah, no, I don't think so. Look like me, yes, but <laughs> I'm much better. It's a funny thing. I mean, it's a funny. Like, that's what the rabbi answered. He said, everybody complained how they look, but when they behave wrong, in, in our house with Debbie and me, usually when Debbie want to tell me that my son did wrong, she, it's not our son anymore. It's become, Eliyahu, uh, your son is, something is wrong. Something's wrong with your son. <laughs> when it's good, you see our son, we're so proud. Our son. When it's bad, Eliyahu, your son. Okay, better talk to him. Better talk to him. <laughs> it's a funny thing. You know, it's a thing that parents kind of, if it's wrong, but we need to understand it's Gilgulim. Gilgulim, it's all reincarnation. We live in the universe of reincarnation. You're going to meet the people that you arm in another life. If you stole in another life, they're coming to take your money. I don't care who you are or what you are. They're coming here to take your money. You hurt them, they're coming to hurt you. You can't run away. People think they can run away and hide. There's no any way. If you feel that your life is not going to where it needs to go, and you did everything in your power, it's part of the last lifetime. The Tikkun Azor said, 
that money, specifically money, has to do with what happened to your last lifetime. If you were a cheap last lifetime, this lifetime you, you're not going to be... If you have money, you will suffer with it. And if you don't have money, it's because you didn't give enough last life. Very simple. Money is for, for you to be generous. If you always they worry till age of, I don't know, 70 or 80, and you keep the money like that. You know, sometimes Benjamin Franklin got to see the light of the sun. You cannot stay in the wallet all the time when you're safe. You know, some people lock it. Huh? And every day they count how much they have in the money. The old Persian tradition, whoever is Persian, is never to count the money too many times. I don't know if you are old Persian tradition. You can count the money more than one time. If you are a new Persian, you wouldn't even know that. But Persian, no. The old Persian tradition never counted more than one because it's giving Ainara to the money. Giving evil light to the money. Ainara means in Persian, Cheshbebad. It means Cheshbebad to the money. I speak Farsi to Farsi Middle East. <laughs> so, I'm not a Svani, don't worry. <laughs> if you are, I'm sorry, it happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Shirazi too. I love to play with the Persian a little bit like that. Anyway, so, the idea is to get into a place that you need to understand when things are not working for you, <laughs> at least you're paying your price. You know, you're paying your price. I wish I can describe to you, and if Debbie allowed me to describe some of the story I'm going through every day, and what I went through on Friday, I really cannot put it on the camera. But one day, when maybe on Purim, when I get drunk a little bit, and Debbie allowed me, take it to my office and start telling you some story, and please don't record it. I mean, you just be with me. Some story that I'm going through with my, some, I have my punishment too, I have to deal with. Things don't always work the way I want. But that's a way you make your something called tikkun. What is tikkun? You clean yourself. You clean. Why do you need to clean yourself? Very simple. Within you, your inner core is the most beautiful thing. Do you know that inside, deep, deep inside, you are happy? Deep, deep inside, you're safe. Deep, deep inside, you have no panic attack. Deep, deep inside, you don't have pain. Deep, deep inside, you're not depressed. Deep, deep inside, it's all perfect. But this deep inside is covered. Another layer. Another layer. And another layer. Those layers as a name. It's called kelipot. Kelipot. Shells. Those shells are, need to be removed. You gotta peel them. Sometimes, I don't know if you ever had pain or um, when I was in the army, I used to suffer from ingrow nails in the, in the, in the large um, uh, toe. toe. You ever had something like this? Right. So you have to do surgery on yourself. Mm -hmm. Until I met the best doctor, he's in the valley actually. He performed a surgery. I wish I would know his name. Maybe you might know his name. He's the best doctor. He's Persian, happy to be Persian, the best. He did surgery and never come back again. But I had to do it myself. It's most of the most painful thing that you gotta do. Now that pain is part of my tikkun too. There's no mistake. If something goes wrong, it's it's part of God. If it's going right, maybe somebody fooling you. But if it's going wrong, it's a cleansing of your shell so you can discover your true self inside. So don't get angry with yourself when things don't work. You go into business deal, you sign a contract, everything is okay, then somebody fool you. It's part of the thing. I mean, it doesn't mean you are an angel and you have to love the person who took your body, but at least understand there is reason for things. It's all Ele Amishpatim. Those are the laws of reincarnation, Sarah Bishamun. And he continued, 
If you buy a slave, if you buy a slave, that slave has to work for six years. Nobody buys slave today. I mean, you go to the market or you go on Amazon, hey, uh, can I have a slave for three years? Can you imagine? <laughs> Who buys a slave? Why? If they say the Zohar is forever work, why they talk about slave? Amazon doesn't sell slave. So, what is telling us Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Shimon say like that. Chaverim, friend, can as man legalot kamasodot. I'm here to reveal few secrets. Nistarim jergilgul, a secret about reincarnation. What does that mean when you buy a slave? I knew who is the slave? Your soul. Sometimes because of something you did wrong, your soul has to come here and pay the price. So you are like slave that have to be here. Have to be here. And when you are have to be here, you have to pay whatever you did wrong. Either you did something wrong, or you didn't do enough study of spirituality, Torah, or you didn't do mitzvot, or you didn't do precept. In heaven, the angels and God and your soul sitting together. There is a gathering, like a board meeting. So your angels, your personal angel, other angel, God himself, and you. You, not with body, you with soul. And I say, okay, what do you want to do? I mean, we got to make a decision here. Do you want to go back to the body? They give you a few, few options. So the best, you go back to the body, meet the wrong people, they will make you suffer, you cover up all the wrong things you did, and then you come back here. Just finish what you have to do. Okay? Unfortunately, people look at difficulty, or God forbid, God forbid, God forbid, uh, health issue as random. There is no random, guys. Even the people who believe in the uncertainty principle, I don't know, how many of you study physics, there is something called the uncertainty principle. The uncertainty principle, it looks random to a human eye, but it's not uncertainty principle from the POV of the creator. Uh, do you know what the uncertainty principle? I'm talking to myself here, oh, you, you follow me? Okay, later on Google what is the uncertainty principle. Even that is not random, nothing is random. How many years are you supposed to finish your tikkun? 70 years. If you live longer, like Kirk Douglas, it's a, it's a, it's a gift. He, he died when he was 103. God bless his soul. Right? 70, usually, is there. After 70 is generosity that they give you because you might need to do work for other people. That's why in 83, a person, if he's a man, he does bar mitzvah. Some women, when they become 82, they do also bar mitzvah because it's on, on top of 70. Whatever is on top of 70 is a gift. So if a person lives till 83, you do second bar mitzvah. Kirk Douglas did that, by the way. And that's when he started putting tefillin again, if you read his life story, you know? So every person coming from different soul, different place, to finish what you come here to finish. So you need to understand it because if you don't, then life look like not fair. Look at life not fair. In the book Kerem Shlomo, I explained this lecture to Israeli today. In the book Kerem Shlomo, written by the lineage of the Hasidut of Babov, the Admor of Babov, he writes that every pain you go through, every type of pain you go through, emotional pain, physical pain, you have to stop for a second and say, and you have to get to that place, you have to meditate, like sit with yourself and meditate, empty yourself totally, 
and ask yourself that question. Is God love me? Do you think that God that created my soul and me love me? If the answer is no, uh, I can't help you. If you believe it's yes, that you're the one who created you love you, then why do you have pain? If you believe that that pain is the best thing that can be for you, then slowly, slowly you remove those layers and you discover the inner soul. That's what that moment from Bible right. And the way I will explain it to you is like that. Many years ago, uh, I was supposed to have a date with one of the worst human beings in my life. But before the date, it seemed like the best human being I ever met in my life. I don't know if you ever went through disappointment in life. Like before and after kind of the look in a diet, but before and after a date. I don't know if you, they should put so, some posts, before and after. And they should put it on those match.com, like to put people down. Say, that's before I met him, that's after. Don't go with him, you know? So the before, the before, <laughs> I mean, what can I tell you? She's, she was the smartest, like, she, one of the smartest brains, she's still one of the smartest brains in the United States, American, one of the smartest brains. I, I was expecting wisdom. So for me, somebody who beat me in chess 20 times, and being Sephardic man, it's very hard for me that the woman actually crushed my ego. She did, smart, everything, 10 to 10. I mean, so I was next to her small, I said, oh my God, if you want to date me, it's gonna be good. I called my friend, I said, I need your car after Shabbat. So no problem, here's the car, no problem. It's a new car, beautiful. I'm ready to go. I have a date, everything is working. And I'm getting into the car, I start the car, nothing, dead. So what's wrong? It's a new car. Now, being Israeli, you know, we, we jump car by ourselves, we're fixing everything by ourselves, opening the car, look what's going on. The battery looks new, everything looks new. I call my friend, say, oh, let me send my friend, we go and we jump the car, we try, nothing works. So listen, I'm losing, but I'm one hour late. One hour. We don't, it's not like today, you, you need to understand, we didn't have uh, uh, text. You have phone, and you have to go to the house, and call, and somebody is not in the house, you can call. Maybe we have a beeper, so you do 911 beeper, it doesn't look nice for the date. I don't know if you understand this whole politics. This whole beeper thing was a problem, and I have the expensive one when you can write something extra. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It was like extra size. Yes. I had it better. People have small, I have the one that you can actually write extra words. I don't know if you even know what I'm I'm excited by telling it, but most people have no idea what I tell my children. I had the good one. I have the one which you can see, yes, no. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you have the small, only with number, and you have the big. Ah. <laughs> I have the big one. <laughs> it's with a company that actually answered for you. Yes. So I did everything I could. My hand is with grease and problem. No, 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 not a good date. That date end up with one of the nightmares of my entire life. Now, if you asked me before, it's terrible, it didn't work. If you ask me after, thank God it didn't work. Like, thank you, God, for all the mistakes you did. So the Admor of Bobov said the same thing. It say that many people, before it happened, they get angry when they have pain in their body. You have, when you have pain in body, you get angry. When you have sick, you get angry. When you lose money, you get angry. All the mistakes that seem like random are not random. They specifically designed for you to get to a better place. But because you don't believe, 
that things become worse and worse every day. Every day. But if you say, you know what? It's a blessing. Now, God, I don't want you to remove it. I just help me to see the blessing in it so I can finish with that. I, want it, I don't want to feel pain. But I know you did it for me so I can wake up. That I can do, go to something. I know you killed the batteries. I don't meet these girls who destroy my life. Thank you, God, for the battery. Thank you for the car that is not moving. Thank you for the flat tire. But what, instead of what we do, it's wrong. I give charity. I pray three times a day. I eat kosher. I did birkada. I do everything. Why it doesn't work? <laughs> That's why it doesn't work. So you would not do a bigger mistake. That's why it doesn't work. So everything that doesn't work in your life, don't look at it. Don't judge God. Don't judge life. It's a blessing. And once you say it's a blessing, you know what happened? It turned into a blessing quicker. So all what you need to develop is called patience. If you don't have any patience, you will never see the end of the picture. For that reason, you know, if you try to explain to somebody who never saw somebody bake a cake, in the beginning, the death from that will come a cake. It doesn't look a cake. It looks eggs, some flour mixed together. You put sugar on the egg. What is that? Omelette with some flour. What is this? But in the end, you slice the cake and you give him with a piece of cake with a tea. Wow, it's good. Patient. You had to wait 45 minutes or one hour. Patient. Now you see. Unfortunately, we are in a time now which is very difficult for people to have patience. We are in a microwave generation. This most, most of you, actually, some of you are my age, right? Or older. <laughs> So, you know, in the old days, we make popcorn and you just put the seed, basically, put the oil, and you don't know if it's ready you have to, to look from time to time, and the popcorn is, is coming out of the pot. Today, you have a bag, you throw it to the microwave, you don't even know what's going on. God forbid that you even have to guess three and a half minutes. You have a popcorn, say, on the microwave, which is not healthy, and you press it, and it's ready. That's it. You don't even need to think. We're a microwave generation. That's who we are. Everything has to be quick. If it's not quick, not good. Everything has to be ready. Quick, quick, and now. We're missing. My grandmother, when she make a dish for Shabbat, it has to be cooked 12 hours. She have this little thing, one pot, little fire from below, and it was cooked forever. Forever, never end. This cooking never end. But you need to test it, different flavor. Today, everything is ready. Good to go, frozen, you open it, throw it into the oven, after 10 minutes you eat it, you are happy. No wonder everything is impatient, impatient, and impatient, you know what you get? You get gurnish, you get nothing, that's what you get, you get zero fulfillment. You want to enjoy life, start to be patient about life, start to understand there is a reason for everything. It doesn't mean that you use it as an excuse not to be fast with other people. Don't use it as an excuse to be slow. I see some people riding on it. The patient is for you, not for the other person. It's like in Israel, when I teach in Israel the concept of you have to learn to, to wait a second and to be patient. All of a sudden, in the end of the lecture, I did so bad. You know what everybody said to the other guy? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Say, no, you wait a minute. So no, you wait a minute. No, you wait a minute. The whole lesson is for you to wait, not for them to learn. Now, you see, there's something wrong with you. No, the lesson is, is for me, not for you. I need to learn to be patient, not somebody will be patient with me. So if you ask somebody to be patient with you, you miss the whole idea of reincarnation. Good. And we continue. Now, why we have to mention the soul as a slave? Why? Why? 
I don't think any of you for a second think that you might be slave. And none of you will be excited if I tell you you're very lucky, you're a slave. If you were Muslim, in Islam, being a slave is a reward. Only in Islam, they call somebody Abdullah. I don't know if you speak Arabic, most of you don't. Abdullah means Ivid Allah, the servant of God. If you understand Arabic, that's what it means. Abdullah. The Ivid, Ivid means a servant, Ivid Ivri. Allah means God. You are the servant of God. Why is it not excited for people to hear, Psh, you're a great slave? Nobody likes it. Here the Zohar said, Ivid Ivri. And in the seven, he go free. What is the sword? What is the meaning? The Zohar bring a section from portion Behar. And look what the Zohar said. Zacharnu et adagasher nochal bebitzrayim chinam. When the Israelites complained to Moses, what they complain about? We remember the fish that we ate for free in Egypt. The flavor of freedom was to eat for free without you pay for it. That was the true essence of life. Tell us the Zohar, that would make you slave. If you're looking to get everything for free, you're a slave. You're a slave to your selfishness. You're a slave to your stupidity. Everything which is free is slave. That's how you become a slave. Try to look for things not to be for free. Not to earn it. Earning it means you are the boss. You are the boss of your life. And the Zohar continues. Belo baracha, things which are for free has no blessing in it. No blessing. Because when you get things for free, you're losing respect. You're losing respect. I see a lot of time a man, I don't want to crush a man, let's talk about woman. A woman, uh, 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 she talked to her husband. I always talk bad about men. It's time to talk about women a little bit. So a woman talked to her husband, crushing him in a restaurant. Crushing him. You know, especially if it's Jewish, you know, usually you say that Jewish men and Japanese wife are equal in the level of humiliation. That, that, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, like how low it can go. You ever see a Jewish man order food? I mean, I don't try to make fun of Jewish men now, but the man orders, he tried to order food, this thing that I thought, and I'm looking at the menu, and the waiters come, and he's afraid to ask what's on special. So she, <laughs> he's, he, um, he said, well, I think the brisket, the, and the wife said, you don't like brisket? Yeah, that, I knew I don't like it. I don't know even why I'm looking at it. And I look at them and I start laughing. <laughs> yeah, just remember, I don't like it. No, so it's, it's a very, very thing. And the wife is very tough on him. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying all wife, but it happened to be a place I'm sitting and I'm waiting for my friend. And I was looking at them. And I, I happened to know the woman. And when she talked to, uh, she have a nice, successful business. When she talked to other men who come to her business, she talked to them so nice. I mean, your wallet is already open when she talked to you. So I said to myself, why to the husband, she talk like he's a... Nobody. I don't want to say the word, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm afraid even to say the word. And then those men, she's treating them like kings and kings. And the idea is, when you get married, sometimes you are fooling yourself to think that your wife or your husband come for free. You have to believe that when you meet your wife or when you meet your husband, stop. Like this, 
Kablis used to do before he coming home on Friday from the synagogue, he used to stop at the door, wait, and then he walking in. And his student used to see him, he said, oh, what are you doing? And then not only that, he, he fixed himself, the shirt, uh, the tie, the hat, he makes sure it's all clean, and then he walk in. So the student asked, Rabbi, are you okay? You married for 27 years, like, well, what happened? Say, sometimes I take my wife for granted. Sometimes you take your husband for granted. We all do that. If you marry, you all, we all do that. You gotta stop not to think it's for free. Because if you think it's for free, you become slave. If you start to look at everything with a value, then it become with value. But if you always finding, how can I benefit from my partner? And it can be uh, uh, food that they serve you, it could be sex, it can be whatever it is. And you take them for granted, it's free. So, how is it work? That you need to learn how to become a servant. That servant, they say it's like a bull. You've never been a farmer, none of you have ever been a farmer, but in the old days, the farmer used to have a bull, you know, two big strong bull, and they put on the bull on the neck, it's called yoke. You heard that word of yoke. It's like something around the bull. What would the bull do without that yoke? Nothing, eat some grass, go to the toilet from time to time, make some kids, and uh, that's it. Would that bull would ever think to work the ground and grow some wheat, that after that, that food will be eventually for him and his children. And you know, no, no, the bull. So he did that yoke. The same thing with the human being. We are here as a product of our master. And I know that some of you disagree with that. And I'm not here to make you more religious or less religious or more spiritual. That's why it's not my job to be your preacher. But it's just a reminder who created you. Your parents, your father and mother. Your father gave the sperm, the mother is the egg. That created the body. That created the vessel. The soul was given by the divine. It was giving you a chance to come back and fix whatever you need to fix. Just be aware of that. And then when you be aware of it, whatever you do, you stop and you think. And when you stop and think, you will do better. But if you don't stop and think, if you don't empty yourself from what I think is right, don't rush. Wait a second. Understand what's going on around you. You have an opportunity. So for that reason, the same thing, and I know you don't like it. That's the language of the Zohar. Like the bull serve his master. The same thing. We have to find a way how we serve our master. Once you decide that you agree with that. And your master is of course the divine God, whatever you want to call it. But again, I'm not here to preach to you. That's what you got to do. I'm just here to share with you an opinion of Rabbi Shibon, an opinion of the Zohar. And the reason of reincarnation is that you keep coming back here to be tested in that area. And if all what you want to do is how to become the boss, how to become the leader, how to become the only one, the chosen one, whatever you want to call it, it's nice. But don't, don't fool yourself. Don't, don't, don't fool yourself. What, what do you think? You just randomly born to your parents, randomly born, come to live in LA, randomly meet that friend, randomly work with that job, randomly have money or not have money, randomly you're tall or you're short. Everything was designed. You've been designed body-wise, soul-wise, 
with a certain disease that you're going to have, a certain success you're going to have. Everything about you, the whole movie, has already been written. Almost when you go to a movie theater, you know, and you have that, and all day they used to have the, basically, picture, motion picture. It was motions. It was moving. And it was a film. But if you take the whole round thing, the end of the movie is there. I don't know if you know about it. You don't like it, I know, but you know where the end of the movie is when the when the wheel becomes smaller. It's in the end, away from the smaller, where the ego is big. That's when you are away from the end. You know, it's like life. You know, the wheel, the film. I don't know if you ever saw it. If you ever went in the old days to movie, seventy even sixty. You know, so it used to be big, and then as you get it to the end. Those of you who have Super 8 in your house, if you know what Super 8 is, it was more 8 minutes video, uh, not video, uh, movie. Put it, my father is it and put it on the white wall, and then in the end it makes some noise. When it's coming to the end, if you remember that, it was kind of green, Fuji or Akfa, Akfa it was, some, some company, I don't remember, Kodak. So, and that, that shows you that you come to the end. So, a person, in one point or another, has to come to terms with himself, how can I become small? How can I become nobody? It's a hard job. It's a hard job to become nobody. It's very difficult, very difficult, very difficult, very difficult. Especially uh, people like me, it's always, we always have ego. Doesn't matter what we're gonna do, we have ego. People come to us for help, ask a question, information. They're always gonna have ego. That's the toughest job of not having ego. You teach, you do, eh, you're gonna have ego. The ego will chase you wherever you go. And no matter how much you're gonna hide and how much you're gonna do, ego. Every rabbi, every teacher will have ego. More than the people that he teach. You have to remember that. So if a, a teacher tell you that he doesn't have ego, <laughs> always more than you. More than you. That's a problem. So in a Kilgul, in a reincarnation, you gotta fix it. You gotta fix it. You gotta look inside. How can I become Abdullah? How can I become the servant? How can I become the bull with the yoke on my neck? All right. You have a few more points I can share? Can your brain handle you? Please, please. Ask. Um, you said that our, our lives are already determined. Yes, yes. Of course, of so course. how would it change? Would it change if we... The life don't change. The life don't change. Most of the time it doesn't change. But... You come here for a mission. Do your mission. Why do you want it to change? Let's say you come here to save 10 people. Do it. It's not, why do you want it to change? You come here to help, what should I say, a useless human being. Somebody, no chance for them. Help. 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 You know, I remember share with you a story. In one point, um, I don't remember which city it was, Chicago. I was in Chicago. In a, those of you know Chicago, there is area in Chicago called Skokie. It's a weird name, I know. It's called Skokie. That's the name. What can I do? It's called Skokie. I don't know. We came up with the name Skokie. Where are you going? I'm going to Skokie. Doesn't sound good. Uh, Skokie. So, I'm teaching in different areas in Chicago, and I end up with, I would hope for a better client or better student, but that's, uh, <laughs> he sent me, and, uh, 
lecture. I'm flying from San Diego. I, get, I finished lecture in California. I'm going to San Diego, single, so I could fly so many times. So from San Diego, going to Chicago, we're renting a room in the hotel. My team is waiting, everybody's waiting. Eliyahu arrived, and I'm arriving, important guy. I was on the news, I was on TV, radio, paper. Ego is up. I want to say half of the room was empty. Let's say 85% of the room was empty. So it's, it's, it's like a beautiful movie theater. Like I used to fill up places like that. Washington, San Diego place. And I'm looking through the curtain, like curtain like that in the back. I'm looking. <laughs> and my team is with me, make me tea. Do you want tea? Do you want? I said, what tea? What's going on here, man? What's going on? I mean, I flew all the way to Chicago. For, what's happening? What's going on? Yeah, we did our work. We did everything we can. It's Chicago. It's tough. Okay. And that is in the city, not in Skokie. That's prior to Skokie. So, okay, Baruch Hashem, thank God. Okay, I have to be a servant now. <laughs> Gotta give eight hours lecture to chairs, basically. Talking to the chairs with 12 people of them that I have to talk to them, but it's beautiful in place. I'm talking and talking and talking. And I'm talking to myself in my head. So instead of giving a nice lecture, in my head, whatever going here sounds beautiful. Everybody, ha, who, ha, who, nice. But inside my head, there's another storm going on. Inside my head is, what am I doing here? And when we, I don't want to say the words, we're getting out of here. How are we getting out of the Chicago situation? <laughs> I'm trying, I have to stay there for two weeks because I'm planning for a lot of appointments. Usually after I'm giving lecture, there's under the appointment, then I'm staying. So I have the ticket for two weeks after. And I'm staying there and I'm thinking about the hotel, the cost, the car. It's no good. This whole thing looks like seriously minus. I don't have the money because I plan on having to pay, you know, young, young mind. And, it all, and I have my team, so I have to pay for them too. It's a lot of problem coming down. So while I'm teaching, my head is in, oh, what do I do with this guy? I don't need this guy. I got to go home. He's got to go home. The hotel is... Very expensive. I gotta go to somebody's home, and everything going into my head. And I say, Leo, you broke. You understand that? You broke. You, you, you can. You can stay here. What I'm teaching. And um, in the end of the lecture, the worst guy that asked me the worst question come to see me, and I'm telling my team. I said, hey, gotta, gotta get this guy out of my way, please. I had enough tonight. You know, I'm sweating. Please. And I'm running to the left. He's chasing me. I'm running to the right. He's chasing me. Everybody dressed nice with suit, and this, this guy is messy. Smell bad, look bad. I don't know how we entered there. So I'm, I'm looking around, and in the end, of the, he's also Israeli, so he speaks my language. He heard what I say to Moshe, my friend. And so, Eliyahu, I want to ask questions. <laughs> this tikkun is not ending. Yes, yes, what's going on? What's happening? Say, do you have a car? It's a weird question to ask me. Excuse me? Do you have a car? You're in Chicago. Do you have a car to drive? So, in my head is mentally ill, so I'm not even answer. So, what does it matter if I have. What was this question? Do I have a car? I said, No, I don't have a car. What's your problem? Why? You want to ask me something about the lecture, please? So, no, do you have a car? I don't have a car. So, okay. Do you have a place to stay? So, 
I said, this guy want to kidnap me? I'm, I'm nervous now. I said, no, no I, don't have, uh, I, don't, I don't have a place to stay yet. I'm working on a hotel. My team working on it. We have some problem right now. He said, listen, I have a very big home in Skoki. And I have extra car. Maybe you need to work, you need to go around, you need to be in Chicago. This is my address. You give me the note. And there is a card. I just don't go to the door. I know you're going to finish later. You can come at 1 a.m. Don't worry about it. So in my head, remember, this is how judgmental I was. I said, this guy is, uh, want to do something weird with us. I'm not happy with this. So I tell my team, I said, guys, what's going on? Uh, do we have a place? Did you arrange everything for tonight? So I, God bless Moishe. Moishe is all over the place. It's a guy, I don't know, he believes in Hindu. And I'm not, I'm not against Hindu, but he's one of those guys who's up there with the chakra, but the chakra of manifestation never happened. <laughs> all the six chakra is good, but the thing of putting it down, say, Moishe, what's going on? Said, yeah, what's going on with what? With what? Sleeping. We have a team of five people. Where are we sleeping? I didn't know we are sleeping. Yeah, so where are we sleeping? This is night time. I mean, night people go to sleep. What happened? Oh, yeah, I forgot to arrange it. Oh, really? What's happening? Did you rent a car? What car? Car! I'm going, I'm losing a car and place to sleep and food to eat. We have a team. I'm embarrassed. I said, I said this guy, I'm going to call him tomorrow. No big deal. So we don't have anything? No, nothing. So this is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. And I'm embarrassed to call the guy. I'm embarrassed. I just met him. So that's from Tikkun, Baruch Hashem, from God. Uh, I think his name was Ezra. So Ezra, uh, I, uh, I, I, I know it's late. It's midnight. I, I, I don't know how to put it in words. I said, don't worry about it. You want to come? In my head, no, I don't want to come to Skokie. I don't even know what Skokie is. Say, well, the car will be outside in the, in the driveway. If you guys leave late, I will give you the key. We have a whole bedroom and everything like that. Do not worry about anything. And tell us if you need special food. So this is not happening. This is not real. Going to his house. Swing back. 1, 1 10 a.m. The garage door open. You know, we're going in. And we're going to date. He told me, turn left. Don't make so much noise. Don't wake up my wife. Then sleep. All night I'm thinking, what is going on here? We judged the guy. We, nothing worked right. We had a car. We had a place to sleep. He never tell us when we need to go. He said, do your mitzvah. Do your right thing. And you stay here. And they have a son. Their son used to be a little weird. So he used to tell us how... He teleport himself from one place to another. So of course you have to be nice because he's staying there and he can't hear the story anymore. But the guy was really believing in it. And used to do those things. Years after that, guys, I'm now jumping because we don't have that much time. I'm giving a lecture in the city of New York. Large crowd, 400 people, nice. I'm finishing the lecture. A woman... And a man come to see me. Say, Liao. Say, hi. You remember us. Say, you look familiar? I'm very bad with name. Help me out here. They say, Chicago, Skokie. Yes. Yes. Say, I know you. And I said, it was the mother and the son. I said, where is Ezra? They told me Ezra passed away, unfortunately. He gone. 
I remember that he told me that he's sick. And he told them, like before he died, he said, I'm glad I was able to do good things to those group of people. He remembered that. Because he, he had a very bad cancer that he survived for a long, long time with that. The doctor couldn't understand. So he always told them, I did this one good thing that I remember. That uh, What I'm trying to tell you with this story, guys, I don't know about you. Sometimes I can become judgmental. And I don't see the whole picture. Be patient. There is reincarnation rules that I always forget and I don't want you to forget. Try not to forget the people you meet, the wrong people you meet, sometimes have a lesson to teach you too. Not just you to teach them. They come to teach you. You know, your father, your mother, your, your kids, your neighbor, your partner. People come to teach us. That's the true essence of reincarnation. When you can wake up in the morning and say, okay, what is not working in my life? Second question, what can I learn from that? Third question, can I empty myself from all judgment and be a receiver to the information that God want to give me? And if you can do it once a week, once a week even, once a week, empty yourself, empty. I tell you something that I do, but I don't want you to give me respect for that because I don't do it that often. So I'm not trying to be like a big shot. I'm doing it and you don't. I don't do it that often. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes I sit, I empty myself, and I said, I don't even know what's my name, God. I don't even know my soul. I don't even know what planet I'm on. I don't know anything. I empty myself from all information that I think I know or I value. And then I say, God, please give me some information that I know what's going on in my life. Please tell me. Because I have no idea what's going on. And then I, I promise you that. You will know. You will, you will know why you are with these people. You will know why, why you are with this husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner. You will know why. And then when you're going to know why, you're going to be happy. Happiness comes from within, not from outside. So I want to send you with this. I don't want to make it too long. Just with that. And hopefully you will start finding out that in your life are even things that don't work in our blessing, Bezot Hashem. Thank you for coming tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you.